Yay, we're back for episode two. <laughs> so hi. Uh, <laughs> it's me, your lovely host. I just called myself lovely. You totally did. It's Raiden Love Campbell. And I am so excited to be back with Happily Never After with my dear friend, uh, Dr. Robin is back in the his house. Oh my God. Say hi, girl. Hi. I can't believe Reagan just said that. Wow. Okay. This is what I do. Yeah. We're going that way. All All right. right. So I know last week or last episode, we said that um, I'd be on with my friend Megan and we're going to get there, but we've had some programming um, snafus, if you will. Schedules. Some some, some scheduling snafus. So um, we are are improvising. Um, She drugged me through another Hallmark movie. That's right. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. So we are back for broadcasting Christmas. Oh my I God. just, I can't, we have a lot to say about this movie. We have a lot to say about this movie. We do. It was um, very different. This was very different. It was, than, it was, it was, it was odd. It felt really odd. It, it did. Um, this was one that I had not actually, so Hitched for the Holidays I had watched before. So I kind of knew it. This one I sort of picked out of the air. And, and um, what was available for free. That's right. <laughs> Because I am too cheap to pay for cable. We don't pay for this shit. We don't pay for this shit. So we find things that we can watch online that I can send to Robin. That's not in Spanish because I don't know Spanish. Or totally recorded backwards. Uh Like as in the movie is totally flipped. Yeah, we've had a couple that were flipped. Yeah, credits are are reading backwards. It's really funny. Very odd. As if you're putting it in a mirror. It's very odd. So anyway, um, so Broadcasting Christmas, we found this one. This one stars Melissa Joan Hart. Everybody knows Clarissa explains it all and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And she also looks good in light. She's she, so very good in lighting. She's a chi- well, she's the child actor in this one. Yes. But this also, this one's kind of The different. child. Oh, I never realized that. Yes. Every single one has a child actors. That's right. Or actor. So in Joe this Long one, we've represent. got two stars. We've got, we've got two. Dean Kane as well. Yeah, but really. Yeah. Um, I'd only call one of them. An actor. <laughs> you guys might remember he came from uh, the uh, Lois and Clark. Super. He was super. I young. thought he was good then, but you know, I was well, so he young. Was. Okay. He was. Yeah, I feel like I was probably what in like middle school, high school when that yeah. TV show. Yeah, and was I don't cracking. remember it. I, I remember Terry Hatcher. Yes. Yes. I she's don't remember lovely. her acting in it. I just remember that she was in it. Yeah. Well. Anyway, she's a whole other story, and she's probably been in one of these, so maybe we'll get to oh, her. Of course. Anyway, um, so, you know, as, as per usual, um, I always ask my guests uh, to give us a little rundown, a synopsis, if you will, of this lovely episode, uh, or of this, this, this lovely film. Lovely Hallmark, <laughs> Hallmark movie. Shall we call it a film? So we'll talk, for commonalities, Yes. there is a scene in a church, Correct. there are scenes with family members, mm-hmm. because mom and dad mean everything. Uh, explain everything, but we have two two on-air personalities, mm-hmm. um, not radio, on TV. One of them, very likable, wonderful blonde woman, because every TV station needs another blonde woman. I'm blonde, by the way. Yes, <laughs> I'm totally blonde. And this is part of my, my bid to either have my own radio show or be on TV, because it's just a matter of time. Listen, that's my dream, and don't... <laughs> Freaking steal it from me right now, okay? Um, so basically, next year when we do these, there are actually going to be videos instead of podcasts yeah. because we're that vain. We're building up to that. 
Um, and then the handsome, supposedly debonair, charming, charismatic man who also needs to be on television. Very serious. Um, he got a job in New York that she was also up for, and she did not get that job, and she did not move with him to New York. So the couple is, was actually a couple six years ago. So we have that. And then basically there's a morning show. Thank Kathy Lee and Hoda. And Sans wine. Sans wine. And and Kathy Lee goes crazy and decides to leave. And so Hoda gets to pick who her co-host is going to be. And there's three people up for it. Yep. Uh, stereotypical redheaded southern bitch. <laughs> um, stereotypical sports player of whatever sport we want to have. Was he baseball? Baseball, I think, yes. Baseball guy, who apparently means he's an idiot, so he doesn't know how to speak. And, Actual and, content from the movie. Yes. And, and, Someone said that. <laughs> and Dean King's character, who, I hate to say it, I don't even know what his name is. Um, I don't know what his character is. Charlie. Charlie, that's right. So we just Charlie talked about that. and it's Emily. Emily Charlie and Emily. Melissa, yes. Um, and, and Charlie are up, and then Emily sees it, calls her friend the producer who was also friends with Charlie, the producer of this morning show, and she wants to vie for it, and her name isn't big enough because she's only been doing the little human interest pieces for her local TV station. In Stamford, Connecticut. In Stamford, Connecticut. So if Connecticut. you're a New York City native, you know that Stamford is close by. This is where we're, where we're coming where, from. Where we are, yes. And everybody's white. Um, <laughs> except for Jack A., which we'll get to. <laughs> Jack A., by the way, is the Hoda that I am talking about. She plays the Hoda type of character. Um, but um, Melissa Joan Hart gets a spot on TV and kind of goes a little nutty and says she wants this morning show gig, so they allow her to try out for it. And so there's ensues this kind of interview process where they're on air with this Jack A character, and then we find out a bunch of stuff that happens, and of course, because you can't be single in Hallmark World, or you are a pathetic individual, you end up in love in about two weeks. I like how you said end up in love, because that's exactly how this shit works. <laughs> so people just end up in love. Oh yeah, it's completely. Like, After- I hate you, you stole my job, you're a horrible human being, you have no presence on camera whatsoever, I don't even know why I have to go up against you for this interview, because you are that bad. But four or five days later, we in love. <laughs> And that the is only the Hallmark thing, formula. Yeah, that is the Hallmark formula. The only thing I will say, I will give them one point, oh. is that at least they were in love six years ago, so we didn't have to start from scratch. However... But actually, for me, that made this one less interesting. Because well, it felt them too easy, right? Like, oh, well, they, they didn't write it, and I have <laughs> notes on this. It's like, who the hell wrote this shit? Nobody wrote there it. There was no romantic chemistry at all, and then all of a sudden, they're saying, I am still in love with you. And you had three scenes together. What? Ha- when did this happen? We'll get there. Let's, let's start from the beginning. Okay? We're going to start from the beginning, and by the way, I just have to start. The first line Charlie says... The news never sleeps, and neither do I. Holy hell. Wait, though. Are we really starting there? Back it up. No, because we got to back it up. Okay. My first note is, first of all, this town, these houses. So they pan into the town. I think I was chasing my five-year-old around, trying to get him to put his underwear back on. That's probably why you missed this part. Yes. I get you. I get you. (laughs) 
So there are like uh, he in this like town. It's so we're we're looking at her town. We're looking at Stanford, and like there's like a town of houses, and there's like fifty houses that are just like decked out to the max and Christmas lights. Like, come on, dude. Everybody's neighborhood has like those three or four houses that just go balls out nuts. Like, yes, I would be like, one of those houses. I have almost an inflatable thing that I can find. the town it. resources. Shut up. We pay our own electric bills, Reagan. Running up light bills. (laughs) Grandmama will be so mad talking about who's running up my light bill. That's that's the quality. It doesn't affect your light bill. It's mine. I pay my own light bill. Fine. You're draining town resources with all these damn lights on your house. I'm not that bad anymore. I used to be. I've calmed it down. And then these two fools. They wake. They so they show them both waking up in bed, and like. So they're waking up in their respective houses. He lives in New York City. She lives in Stanford. And, like, I'm sorry. Just because it's Christmas, like, he's got these red-ass sheets. (laughs) They're, like, they're, like, these blood-red, Christmas-red sheets. That I'm just, like... He's colorblind. Are you doing those because it's Christmas? Like, what? No guy... No single guy has red sheets on his bed unless he's colorblind. Because he thought that shit was gray. He he thought they were gray. (laughs) Okay, so he's colorblind. We've solved that mystery. She wakes up in her own whatever, which at least in this movie, unlike the last, she actually has on something that I would be wearing to sleep, which is just like a flipping t-shirt. She's every woman's woman. I love you. (laughs) I'm saying, like, she is not anorexic, and she's gorgeous, and she's there. Gorgeous. I mean, she's got a good face. Her oh face is God. good. Her face oh is good. God. I don't know that she's... I wouldn't describe her as gorgeous. She's I'm gorgeous. I'm not putting the girl down. But just, she does have nice eyes. That's that's the best feature of her face. Sure. We'll go with that. Okay, fine. Her hair is a little flat. So Very much flat. You have to admit that. We talked about big hair at the beginning of the last this movie. This is flat hair. Yeah. This is completely flat hair. And no bangs. No. None. She didn't do the bangs. But she's doing that normal sort of like shoulder length bob that everybody's yeah. got rocking. It's the mom. With the, the, mom with the beach wave. I like it. I think yeah. it's cute. It totally goes. It, okay. But there was only one beach wave. You're right. She I have it. notes on that later too. We'll <laughs> okay. get there. All right. So back to where you were at with yeah. Charlie going, you know, these people are news folks. They wake up early. They what, get in their cars at four something. in the morning. Whatever. You know, fine, whatever. He's got a doorman because he lives in New York City, right? They have to really play up the New York City vibe with the doorman, right? I didn't have yeah. a doorman when I lived in New York City. Yeah. But, I, you know, whatever. Maybe I just But he's wasn't. a big-time news anchor in the morning. Uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> Quit playing. <laughs> I have a note on that later, too. We'll get he there. He's also wearing a lot of suit. But anyway. <laughs> Men look good in a suit, and I think Hallmark's playing that up. They are. They are. They, we the do. only thing is, if you're going to put a man in a suit, at some point, you need to have a woman that takes charge and grabs him by the tie <laughs> and whips his ass around. And that has yet to happen, Hallmark. <laughs> I do like a man in a suit, though. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. In that's a well, well-fitting suit, yes. All right. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> it does need to fit correctly. Yes. Family um, connections. That's my next note. Do you have no. that? No. Oh, no, 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 okay. no. Okay. I'm jumping. when Dean Kane, who is, his name is Charlie Fisher... He gets to the office. I hate that last name. We have the we have his his friend that he meets up with that happens to be black. A note here from Just, me. <laughs> two random movies picked. 
<laughs> and the friend is the black guy. So friend pops in the hall with him like, oh, as he's coming out of the elevator. Oh, hey, good. And they're talking about, oh, you want to play some b-ball? Okay, again, first of all, this is kind of like C-note in the last movie. <laughs> Which, by the way, full disclosure, I shared the last podcast with a friend of mine who texted me the whole thought process of him figuring out what C-note actually meant because apparently a lot of white people don't know what that means. <laughs> And it was like, holy hell, like the light bulb went off. See, Roman numerals. Oh, it makes so much sense now. Correct. Yes. Correct. Anyway. Okay. Back I'm to the regularly scheduled program. I'm glad y'all figured that out. Shut so, up. As we get back to the I hear the B-ball. judgment in your voice. <laughs> it's never there. Um, so his, his black friend coincidentally wants to play. Who's tall, thin, and b-ball. Yes, yeah. b-ball guy. And, but of course, they had to throw in there that he lost the last game. Okay, so first of all, no. Second of all, <laughs> why, why couldn't it have been, you know, squash or tennis? <laughs> why did they have to play b-ball? Tennis. And by the way, it's basketball. Nobody cool, just like nobody cool says C-note anymore. Nobody cool calls it b-ball. No, you only say b-ball when you're under the age of 10. Yeah, dude, that's not a thing. Like, no. what are you I don't know what that marks? means because most of the ball sports start with a B. <sighs> I'm just, I'm done I'm... with these black people tropes. Okay. <laughs> completely now, fair yeah so now what i have what, what's your what's your next note because i have us with emily talking about her last date but i don't know if that's where you're at no not yet go okay. ahead okay so emily's talking about her last date he hates his family oh and she has the curlers in her hair right <laughs> which comes up again later can i just say this is why i love her in movies because i don't know if she picks even though she's gonna be in hallmark movies let's just face it she's gonna be in hallmark movies and she was on an ABC family show, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. We know it's not Pulitzer Prize winning type of, of writing here. <clears throat> or whatever awards you get for TV writing. I don't know. But, um, you know, not <laughs> Helen Sorkin type of stuff. So, I just love the fact that whatever she picks or whatever they give her is very real. Yes. yes. Because... The struggle is real for her. She wears the the t-shirt to bed. Yes. She's relatable. She has to be on TV. She knows her hair is flat as hell. So she's going to put those big ass curlers in her hair in the van the whole way to where she's going to videotape. Because that's what she has to do. And I'm just like, you know, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Because if you're going to at least wake up with perfect makeup, at least let your hair be flat for a couple of minutes. I like this. I like this. I think you're absolutely right. There is something you're right about, Melissa, that is, she is every she's woman's real. woman. And yeah. she's not afraid to eat a couple of Cheetos on the television either. But that's a whole nother. Sorry. So her last date hates family, hates his coworkers, hates Christmas. Sounds very New York. She's, well, and she's, she's this reporter for this small town because she's stayed in Stanford, right? Because she, well, we'll get to that. Is Stanford that small town? I mean, I don't know that it's small town. Is it not like rich it? white Small town, it, which isn't like really small town. It's a commuter town, right? Like, there's a lot of big business there. Like, you know, like UBS used to be there, and there's just like a lot of companies that are there. But at the same time, like I think WWE is there, so like, there's a lot of big companies there. That is awesome. But like, yeah. But uh, my friend actually works for them. But um, it's not like I, you know, I, I don't know if it's not big city though. You know, yeah, it's not big, big city. You know, so but I think they try to play up the small town. Yeah, it's a little much, and it's not life. quite for Stanford, Connecticut. Nobody's bailing hay in Stanford, Connecticut. Let's just put it there. 
Um, so she's going to this like holiday food drive. She's covering the holiday food drive at the elementary school or at high the school, Stanford Country Day School. Yeah. So K through twelve. K through twelve. There's thirty kids in the whole school. Yes, it's it's a very so we're just really trying to get but they're, the they're being brought up with Jesus, so they're doing it right. <laughs> That's right. So we're just really trying to get the vibe that he's big city, she's small town, she stayed there, blah blah blah. At this point, I'm at Jack A. Enter Jack A. Go right ahead. So, which she's, can we? Yeah, let's do the shout out. <laughs> Okay, listen now. When I picked this movie and I saw... I, it was solely because of I her. had so many more plans for Jack A in this movie. <laughs> Hell yes, because that woman is a force to be reckoned with. And she was under-fucking-utilized. Let me just say that right now. Completely. Let's I, just... If you don't know Jack A, if you're a younger listener... This is what you need to know. And I am... I, You know, mid-30s. Don't want to admit it, but yeah, I am. Late-30s. <laughs> so... Not that late. My, you're two years older than I am. My gosh, woman. No, but I'm deep in the 30s. I'm just saying. 38 deep is... Deep in the 30s. 30, okay. It's January. I'm 39. This is very serious. Oh, I thought you were yeah. younger. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I'm yeah. Okay. 35. Anyway, 227, oh, one of the best shows ever. I remember that. Like, people talk about the kids from oh the gosh. 80s, and they talk about all these things, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell you guys were watching. I was watching Jack A on 227. Like, I was, I didn't realize it was a black show, because that was my childhood, and I'm like, okay, maybe this is why I have yes. this slightest, tiny little swerve. <laughs> maybe a flavor. Not really. I, it's white flavor. I'm just going to be honest. I'm I can't. I'm giving Robin lots of side eye right now. Yes, but, completely. Um, <laughs> but I freaking love that show. No, and I love that you knew that, and I was actually very proud that you knew that. I felt very you. good about it. If I you don't know that Marla Gibbs, that's where Regina King got her star Oh, I on love TV. that woman. But Jack Hay, I mean, she was the one who was like, Mary. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that was Jack Hay. Like, everybody knows Jack Hay. She was... She, she is a is, force to be reckoned with. That is actress the, is amazing. She is the quintessential sassy black lady. Like, she's like... She made that yes. stereotype. Yeah. And I she mean, made it wonderful. I shouldn't say that because, like, there were other sassy women before her, like, in good times and whatnot, right? But, and, you know, on the Jeffersons and, and such and such. Yes. However... I think she extends out, though, a little bit more. She absolutely does. And she's hilarious. So I felt like she was very underutilized in this movie, and I really didn't know that until the end because... The end left me feeling like they really could have done more with Jack A in this movie. Like well, she could, could have been Patrice, who we will get to, but she should have been. And they could have made her look a lot better. It's like they emphasized every flaw that she has. And I don't want to say flaw because I think she's still a gorgeous woman, but she's older now. Mm-hmm. And they, I think, they made her look even older. Yeah, they kind of put all this weird frumpy stuff on her. Anyway. <clears throat> Um, so Jack A. Jack A is amazing. Yes. Go to YouTube and look up freaking 227 because that shit is gold. It really is. It's a classic. So her name is Veronica Daniels in this. Hoda. She's the Hoda. She's the Hoda character. She's completely the Hoda. She's very Hoda. Um, she's keeping she's, it real. She's cooler. She's keeping it real Hoda. Yeah, she's keeping it real Hoda. Veronica Daniels, she is the person who has this new morning show called Rise and Shine. So this is the show that is hers. She's been on this show for years and years and years. And she is, her co-host is leaving now. So she is looking for a co-host. Can we talk really quickly about why her co-host is leaving? So she's pregnant. So she's stepping down to focus on her family. Because when you have 
when you find out you are having a child, you must stop working immediately. No, your life is completely over. <laughs> well, no. Your child is everything. In homework terms, your life is just beginning because now you get to... The real work <laughs> that you were made for. That you were put on this earth for. The real Those work. hips were for barren children. <laughs> the real work begins. You can quit that stupid lame job that thing. you worked for in college for all those years, <laughs> and now you can go home <coughs> Korean? and wash dishes and stuff. The only career awesome. is family science. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, it is the real work. Even working moms. Absolutely. Being a parent absolutely. is extremely oh, tough. I wash a lot of dishes. I do a lot of laundry. I wash a lot I of butts. Do I don't know about dishes. <laughs> I still have to go in there and make sure that everything is clean. I still got to work this other job, though. Yes, because we have fulfillment elsewhere. That's also a lot of work. And and it's teaching our sons to have yes. respect for women, yeah. that women can do things, yes. how to aim for things. Absolutely. My son loves going to work with me. That's very cool. I yes. think it's awesome. Yes. I'm just saying. Yeah, but she, of course she has to. No, she's, but you know. Because hey. she has a successful husband. Which right. means she has struck gold already, so we don't need her in Hallmark World anymore. No. She has already she reached the pinnacle. Exit stage left. Enlightenment stage. Yep. Right there. Go have that baby and enjoy that life. She doesn't so. look pregnant at all, but that's a whole other thing. Like, <laughs> make it believable, people. Give her, stuff her shirt with a pillow or something. Yeah. Sorry, so, moving you on. know, it's fine. <clears throat> she leaves more room for other ambitious women. Girl, bye. Um, <laughs> so... Anyway, this is where um, we learn that basically Dean Cain or Charlie Fisher and Emily Morgan, who is Melissa Joan Hart, are going to be competing to be Jack Hayes. Oh, no. You have to back that up. Okay, girl. (laughs) Back that up. I'm backing it up. Okay, first of all, we have Dean with his family, Charlie with his family. We find out his dad is like this amazing nighttime newscaster who thinks his son is ridiculous for wanting to even be on this morning show. Which, okay, I hate to... I, I don't like the character, right? You have to do things the way I tell you to do. Blah, 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 domineering daddy. Whatever. Okay, so so Charlie has daddy issues, right? I wrote that so many times in my notes. Daddy oh, issues. so many daddy issues. <laughs> but at the same time, I kind of feel like he's right. <laughs> like... <laughs> You don't see Dan Rather wanting to be with Hoda. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, because every instinct that you were talking about, right? Like, I had all those same instincts. I was like, wait. He's the he, newscaster. Why is he clamoring for this, like... I know, know it's a national program. Yes. You know who gets picked for that? And I hate to say it. They put the stereotype in there. But the sports guy. Michael... What's his last name? Oh, Strahan. Strahan. I, I was going to say Strahan, but I know it was wrong. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Very charismatic Super. sports guy. A lot of sports guys do well in this type of stuff, right? Yes. But, but the newscaster? Yeah. Like, you don't want to Ryan Seacrest was Seacrest. not reporting the news. No. You want to be... 
you Tom Brokaw or you want to be yes you know there's like, no good one anymore then, because Brian Williams screwed it up for everybody that's what it was yeah but he was he was great thing. until we realized he Jennings, lied about I mean you know yes. R.I.P. like you want to yes. be that guy you want to be Dan Rather you don't want to be completely different career paths here people like just love want... Hoda love Kathy Lee no but I want to be a news anchor yes like, I want to do the serious news so I kind of agree already doing that I kind of agree with daddy there I'm with daddy um, on that one too I'm like what the hell are but, you doing with your career homeboy the thing was Whatever. and this is what I wanted to get back to because I think it <laughs> oh my god I think it adds that we need to know this is that Melissa Joan Hart's character Emily is not actually picked for this she calls the producer who is her friend and Patrice and says hey <laughs> I want to be a horrible name for Hallmark you know just, I don't know, something, anything else. Um, I want to be on this program, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, your name isn't big enough because you stayed in Sanford, Connecticut. Like, sorry, bitch. I mean, Reagan, if I called you up, you'd yeah. be straight with me, but you wouldn't You wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah. you're pretty much not good enough. I mean, that's basically what her friend said. Right. So she kind of has a breakdown on television. Mm-hmm. And this newscaster's like, who do you, her, her friend newscaster or whatever on there. They have to do the nightly news because someone got sick. I don't know. And um, I wasn't paying it that much attention. Thanks. Sorry. At that point, it's like, I don't care why she got there. But this guy next to her is like, who do you think should be on this program? And she's like, I should be on it. Blah, 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 blah. So she has this like breakdown. It goes viral on YouTube, which... Let's give them credit for actually using the correct names for social media this time. Yeah, not Ricky's list. They actually, it, it was it was very buzzy in this one, though. And I think yes. maybe because it was, like, media-focused, there was lots of, like, Wikipedia and YouTube. And Twitter. And Twitter. Or product placement, because that's probably who paid for yes, it. Yes, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. But at least they did it well. I mean, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's why she's... She's now in the running for this morning program only because she had a Twitter video, uh, not a Twitter video, a YouTube video that went viral. Like, mm -hmm. her breaking down on television went viral. So that's, that's it. Um, the one thing I will call out, though, as much as they're trying to be cool, and this movie was done in 2016, the fact that her boss at her Stanford, Connecticut, yeah. didn't know that a hashtag was a hashtag and he called it a pound sign. Like, come on. That is so 2012, which yeah. was the last movie that was bringing up Ricky's that List. So, so we are so behind here, people. You know, so here's my take on it. Like, I actually wrote in my notes, like, I liked her breakdown on TV. And I said, you I enjoyed what? it too, because I probably would have done the same damn thing. I could see you doing this. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment get, or no, not. No, it absolutely is. <laughs> I was like, get it, girl. Don't take a back seat. She does her pitch. You know, mm -hmm. all I want for Christmas is a chance to prove it. And you know what? I was like, you know what? If she has been sitting in the background all this time and she lost her chance way back in the day, you grab that ring, girl, and you run for it or whatever people say. Um, <laughs> grab the golden ring. <laughs> that's where we're going with that. Whatever it is. But I, I just wrote in here like, wow, that was cray-cray, but I dug it. <laughs> it is. And, and full and then, disclosure, I would actually do that, and Reagan would be cheering for me. I would. She'd be rolling her eyes, but she would be cheering for me. I totally would roll my eyes. But then, <laughs> what I also said, though, what, what also struck me was that then, of course, she comes into work the next day apologizing for it, like she's on drugs, so now she becomes the underdog story. Which is sort of like, okay, like, if you went for something, and then you're, now you're apologizing for, like, I mean, I get, like, maybe you didn't go about it exactly in the most orthodox way, but, like, 
who cares? Like, you did it, so now you got to just own it. Like, don't come in the next day being like, oh, crap, I can't believe I did that. Or, like, sorry, I did it like that. Like, just own it and girl strut and work. Because, because <laughs> with an E. I'm, oh. I'm banging the drum. Okay, bang your feminist drum, girl. Is women have been apologizing for shit for a damn long time. It's true. Because if a woman has ambition, she's a bitch, and she doesn't know her place. And the reason I say this is because... I probably would have felt inclined to do the same thing. Mm. I would have immediately apologized to my boss, like, hey, I probably shouldn't have put my application in for another job with another company on air with your company. It's probably a no-no. I see that. But the whole, like, apologizing to everybody else and freaking out about it, I would totally do that because I'd be like, oh my gosh, they think I'm trying to aim for more than I am and I'm not qualified and blah, 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 which is a very female-centered problem mm-hmm. and and i just i go with that because you are very good in in terms of business reagan you're very good you know what you're worth you're gonna go after it and that's great i like to think i'm a very ambitious person but when it comes to negotiating i still feel a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. like what is my worth right what is it what yeah. is it not no, man. and just, and yeah. and they say the reason that men tend to get better jobs or more jobs is because they'll apply for anything whether they think they're qualified or not because they'll be like I could do that I don't have the qualifications but of course I could do that and I think if more women did that yeah I think this highlights that yeah I tend to think in that zone yeah I yeah. can do that you know like yeah not? see I, I'm like I'm like oh my gosh I only have four out of five of the qualifications <laughs> they're never going to hire me I mean it's ridiculous yeah and well, I fully so I, so I feel for because I probably do the same thing but then at the same time in the back of my mind I'm like this is what's wrong with America. This is what's wrong with America. <clears throat> so I'm going to drink some more Prosecco, and I'm not going to make fun of our president. That's right. Oh, yes. We didn't really talk about what we're drinking and eating today, but we are having Prosecco. It's an Italian night. Um, it is an Italian night. I have provided... Ironically, not... I mean, Dean Cain might be Italian, but it wasn't overly produced in this movie. <laughs> like it was with Joe Law. <laughs> Joe Law. Hashtag Joe Law, because now that's a thing. Yes. So it is a Prosecco and Tiramisu uh, occasion right now, and this is lovely. I mean, I'm enjoying this very this is very much. good. It's mm-hmm. very sweet. Um, okay, so at this point, Moving on because... Patrice comes to Connecticut with some hot chocolate and lets homegirl M's. I'm going to call her M's from now on because that's that's where I'm at with her. I feel like okay. I feel close to her. I feel like I know her. Yeah, because she's, um, she's the every woman. She's Woo-hoo, my girl. Even yeah. Though, yeah, like she's, yeah, we're doing sleepovers. She, um, it's game on. She's in the running. Sleepovers. Like, they loved it. They, they, they latched <clears throat> on to her, her jam. <coughs> Stella's getting her groove back in New York City. Oh, completely. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's where we're at. That's where we're at, but then Mr. Charlie comes up. Mm-hmm. Here he come. To warn her. Like, the most condescending mm-hmm. piece of shit misogynist. Don't worry your pretty little head. Your publicity stunt isn't going to work. You might as well just back off now. Yep. Like. Basically comes to intimidate her. Yeah. You already stole her freaking job, which we find out later. Hashtag daddy. Right? Hashtag daddy issues. You didn't earn that shit, by the way. But we're not talking because about that Because you have no charisma whatsoever. Can we talk about him for a second? Well. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Finish your I was. No, we're fine. I was just going to call it, it's a novelty. It's just a stupid novelty, and he's going to protect her. But this is a he's perfect just, point. Yes. To really, let's just let's just get Drill into Dean Cain right here. <laughs> now. Well, not literally get what, into him. Because, no, no. Joe, I don't want to do that. No. He's, so, he's remember, not my type. So, Joe Law. He's cute, but. My jam. 
That is definitely your jam. Dean Cain from um, Lois and Clark. Hot. I'm down. Right? Kind of. I mean... He's let's let's he's, he's, he's cute. He's sort of the he's an okay. Guy. It's kind of like here's my thing, right? Okay, people who watch Scandal, they love Jake from Scandal. Hell um, yes. He for me is kind of sexless. Like I can't. What? I can't get I there. I drip hot butter all the time. With his permission, because I am not a sexist. Because horrible I think for me, though, sexual harassing person. I watched Felicity. So you know him in a different way. So I never he's watched Felicity. still Noel from Felicity for me, and like to me, I'm 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 Team Ben on Felicity. You know what I'm saying? Fair. Like, oh I'm with my you. God, I just Scott Speedman. Like I can't. What is his name? Go watch Animal Kingdom. Crazy. Let me tell you, it is Scott Foley. Scott Foley. Yes. Yes. The two Scots. Sorry, but Scott Speedman. There's a lot there still, and he is delicious, Fine, which is good. I That's I like put him on a plate, but. Scott Foley, I just can't get there. And so see, I feel that way about Dean Cain, too. Like uh, I just, you just he can't feels kind of sexless to me. Like, he's pr- he has a pretty face. Yeah, he's, he's totally sexy. He's very to me. handsome, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's very Good like, looking guy, not my handsome. type. Yeah, textbook handsome, totally not my type. No. Like, just can't. There's no charisma, there's nothing <sighs> there. It feels but so yeah, I need a nerd. Guys, I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah. I need a freaking nerd. Yeah, yeah. If you can't debate politics and or Star Wars, I can't do it. Yeah, maybe the glasses was, oh, because was what it was. I like glasses. That's a, yeah. Anyway, but we'll get off of that. Moving on. So, <laughs> do enjoy a glass. I, I totally did face game then. I'm so proud of myself. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, again, Charlie warns her. She's not going to be relatable. First of all, by the way, we're like 15 minutes into this movie, maybe 20, 30 minutes. I don't even remember anymore. I still have so much more on Dean Cain. I know, but she's the, she's the most freaking relatable person. So back to Dean Cain, not relatable. No, not at all. His pants are so freaking tight. Like, well-fitting suit, yes. But if I can see every dimple in your ass when you turn around, way too tight, Hallmark. I am shocked at you. Shocked. No, I mean... All right, back to your Dean Cain. It's a lot of that. So, um, at this point, they are in New York, and, you know, like, they're setting up a lot of the sexual tension between the two of them. No, there's no setting up of sexual tension. Nothing was set up, and there's no tension. Because they already dated six years ago, so you're sort of bored with them already. (laughs) But there's no tension. There's no doe eyes. There's no flirting. No, you could tell that she's like not even wildly so attracted not to interested. him in real life. All he wants to do is, it's so funny because it's stereotypical ego, but he feels like he's on top, so he's going to intimidate her because she can't take his job, but it's totally him trying to prove to her that he deserved that job. Mm, like, right. you're mad that I got the job that you wanted, but I totally deserved it, so now I'm just going to rub it in your face. Yeah, he's a, and it's like, he's oh, a real dick little product. dick syndrome. Little dick syndrome. Yeah, totally. Totally. And then enter... So there's like... I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. There's a few people that are competing, right? So it's not just him and her. It's like the, the baseball oh, the guy. Caster. And then this other girl who has this show, this woman who has a show. Um, a wedding dress show. Yes. Her name's Kate. And she has a... What Kate? Katie McQueen. First of all, if you're going to use the name McQueen, you have to be mysterious. You have to be freaking awesome. And you have to like cars. You cannot name a character McQueen and not have them drive a kick-ass car because that is a major affront to this, anyone that likes Steve McQueen. I'm just saying, girl, we're just putting it out there. This girl is like some 
evil bitch. Yeah, country. Yeah, she's pretty bitchy. Like, but it's so stereotypical. The Southern Belle is either going to be blonde and sweet yeah. or red and bitch. <laughs> is that how it goes? I, I feel like it. Or brunette and jealous. Like, those are the, the, the Southern stereotypes. She's condescending. She's absolutely condescending. She's like, oh, how nice of them to let you come audition. Like, I was like, what, bitch? Like, ugh. People gross. only say that when they're that self-important, which she is, yeah. and or threatened, yes. which she is. Speaking of being threatened, um, Emily has this great story. because So the whole setup is around, like, Emily has all of these great, like, homey stories. Everyone right? can relate to her. She's relatable. That's Even though he tells her she's jam. not. That's her entire appeal is that she's relatable. So she's got this story about a deep-fried turkey. That her dad blows up. That her dad blew up. Which is freaking awesome. It's a great story. And then and guess I know what happens. Like yeah. Um, Dumbass Dean white Kane, guy. Charlie steals her story to tell. On air. On and air. says, my friend, the day before she's supposed to go on. Oh my goodness. I'd be like, okay, first of all, I ain't your friend. Yeah. You've seen bad. parts of me that friends don't see. So, no, we're not friends. B, you stole my story because you're being a jackass. She calls him out on it. Yeah. And then he gets he gives her some sob story about his elite family first world problems like oh my gosh thank you for going there because all I could think of is uh, white privilege much I mean really I mean it's like white rich privilege much it's like he's he so then he she's supposed to feel sorry for him for stealing her story so he. Because his family's a real one, and her family is... Well, because, yeah, because her family's a real one, and his family is, like, they don't have fun at Christmas, and they don't do any... You know what I mean? Like, his dad's always working, and his mom's like... His mom's like, I support you, (laughs) but your father's right. And his father's like, you're a dumbass who's selling out, and you're ruining my name. So either get with the show and get a nightly news program, or go the hell away, or change your last name so we're not related. And by the way, we still sort of agree with dad. <laughs> totally sort of agree with dad. But mom is like, okay, first, what woman is like, I support you, mm-hmm. but your father's right. You're an embarrassment to our family. I mean, <laughs> really, very much, so very much like I have over overdosed on Prozac. Yeah, she's Stepford mom at this point. She's very or, Stepford mom. She's like, yes, eh, eh. yeah, definitely like. like Overdose of Prozac or so me. much plastic surgery, she has no expression. Which she might have because her nose looks very much like Michael Jackson's. She has like a Skeletor face. <laughs> That's just like a whole other thing. Skeleton, okay. Like a skeleton face. Because Skeletor, for those in the nerd world, is a cartoon character dinosaur. So I'm sorry. If you are over 25 listening to this and you don't know who damn Skeletor is, you need to evaluate your life priorities. Like... Skeletor, who didn't watch He-Man as a kid? Like, Skeletor is so seriously awesome. He is, like, one of the most awesome bad guys of, like, the eternity. I realize that. I'm just saying. I'm getting worked up if you don't know who Skeletor is. I love Skeletor on He-Man and She-Ra. She looked like Skeletor. She she did kind of look like Skeletor. There are other... If if you were born in the 90s, there was a different cartoon with a different Skeletor that looks nothing like our Skeletor. Oh, was that like a thing? That's kind of what I'm going... Yeah, there's a thing. I'm really upset about that. And there are toys associated with it, so I don't know if anyone would really... Anyway. Anyway... (laughs) We're going down a rabbit hole that we need to come back from. really... Okay, so now it is... Emily's, M's, 
you know, my girl. It's her turn to host Rise and Shine. I am so, like, lost in my Get notes. Get your notes okay. together. And she brings it, okay? She, like, really leans into this child angle. Hey, why not? She, like, even Deanie Boy is, like, she brought it. She, like, she killed it, you know? Okay, wait, I gotta, I gotta get this in about Dean Kane. So here's my thing with him that He's I think so I will never get over about him, the actor, is that he's just, ugh. When I see him, he did that made-for-TV movie where he was Scott Peterson. You know, the whole oh, Lacey and Scott Peterson, like, murder yeah. thing. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to do it anymore. I just can't, like, look at him. Like, he looks so much like the real Scott Peter like it was such a perfect match in terms of him playing him so now you think serial killer oh my gosh it totally well not serial killer it has tainted my entire view of him and it's a terrible thing like he's not that guy obviously I know that like you know I'm with you logically I had to watch two whole seasons of Sherlock Mm -hmm. before Benedict Cumberbatch was a decent human being. Okay. Because the first movie I saw him in, he raped a teenager. So oh I'm like... Lord. Okay, well... Yes. His character, sorry, not him. Yes, not Full Benedict. disclosure, the character. Because there's a lot of that going on right now in Hollywood. Oh so I want to make sure that we make those distinctions. <clears throat> um, yeah. But so yeah. I understand yeah. that. I still don't like him. He's a cold, stiff, and as much as he doesn't want to be his daddy... Again, hashtag daddy issues... <laughs> He pulls out, when the competition comes out, he pulls out this, I'm better than you, I've been groomed for this, yeah. I don't want to get a job because of my dad, yeah. but I was brought up in this business. Yeah. Shit. Yes. All right. Again, so, his, his pants are way too damn tight. <laughs> At one so point, he like twirls, and I'm like, that isn't even cute. Like, it looks like you need to pick something out. He's we were just, talking about that. Just get the wedgie out. He's just got move. a lot of face. There's a lot going on. Anyway, so we're now at like 30 minutes into this movie, and the two main characters are basically watching like the other contestants like, you know, vie for the job doing their thing, and they're like making fun of them, which is pretty hilarious, as like any of us would do. Yes. And so we can see them like bringing, this is bringing them closer together, right? So this is making kind of, the because they're making fun of the other two, right? That's all people bond, you know, so that, you know, to... Bust totally. People, you know what I mean? It's just like that's everything they do. Company. Um, that's so that's my life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Cutting down everybody else because I'm insecure. So before this, they have like vehemently hated each other. Now they are like starting. There's the, this little spark starting. I don't you think don't, they hated each other. Well, no. And and the, there was jealousy. They yes, were jealous of each they other. They were jealous of each other. And now we're supposed to be yeah, because I'm not feeling it really at all at all, ever through this movie. But we're supposed to now pretend that we're feeling this spark or there's that is that when trying. you think it should be starting I, that's what i that's what i didn't I pick up on that i think that's what hallmark is saying they're like they're beating us over the head with like feel the spark between these two there because no. they're laughing and smiling at each other <clears throat> feel the just you know what it is us. though they have no chemistry like that just popped into my head maybe there's that's none. why because melissa joan hart was in a show with joe law and that was fine and they have great chemistry, actually. I feel like the two of them had really good chemistry. I actually used to watch Melissa and Joey's very cute. Um, I know. I can't believe you just said I'm that. I'm such a TV whore. I mean, that's just who I am. So, like, <laughs> sorry. I love the fact that you said that because I never would have pictured that. Oh, my God. I was like, I totally watched. Like, I just, I like corny stuff like that. Like, I, it's my jam. This is why we're friends. I know. Um, anyway. So, anyway. Um, yeah, they had no chemistry. Yeah. But um, this Katie McQueen, again, I'm just going to point out, she's a horrible person. <laughs> she is really a terrible person. And the actress they had to play her was the stereotypical 
good lighting mm-hmm. actress. Yeah, yeah. You don't know who she is, though. She's no idea who she is. Anybody you've seen before. Kind of looks like there's something wrong with one of her eyes in certain lighting. <laughs> Which, no offense to the actress, because I think it's I think it's a production and editing issue. Or they did it to make her look even more creepy and I'm evil. Glad you qualified that. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm just I'm trying to be be even here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's she's horrible. Yeah, she basically tells uh, Melissa or she tells Emily Ems what a loser she is, a- um, and just basically like, hey, listen, I know you think you're actually like buying up for something, yeah, but your my agent already has the contract. So, this is all just for show. And, of course, Emily is just utterly shocked. You know, she is just beside Utterly. Herself. Because, heaven forbid, anything in show business act like that. <gasps> New York City, new show business. There's no cutthroat in that. No. This is... I it's this all wholesome. just a homey, wholesome... I thought this was on the up and up. I thought everything was fair to the fairest to the bone. Yes. yes. <laughs> and she immediately goes to Charlie. Yes. Because now they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> they are homies at this point. They are Just so- homies. Like, again, no spark because there's absolutely no chemistry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is not a, um, there's no flirtation. There's no. There is no flirtation written but in. they are trying to beat us over the head with, like, there is flirtation. But it's there isn't. N- but there is zero. At least write a line. I can't even imagine these two people. You know how, like, sometimes, like, when you're, when you're watching two people... I mean, maybe I only do this. <laughs> no, I totally do this. I know what you're going to say because you, you've said this about me that... before. No, I have not said this. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know where she's going then. I'm backing up. But you imagine, like, you try to imagine them, like, intimate. You know what I mean? Oh, like, and you just, and you how does that I work? I see it. Like, I'm yeah. just, like, last movie, Joe Law and Homegirl. Uh, they could probably have some fun. She, I totally could see them like, yeah, you know what I mean? I get it. I, I could see it. There's a little bit of chemistry and I, there. that sounds weird, and I'm not, like, I'm not, like, a weird, creepy person. She seems like she could get into something. He seems very, you're not doing what I told you to do. <laughs> not like whips and chains, you're doing what I told you to do, but, like, like there's another position this besides a missionary. This is a Christian Grey. We're not Fifty Shades of Christmas. <laughs> no. No, this is, like, Jesus Christian. There is one position, and you only do it to make babies. Oh, my gosh. This is Hallmark. Okay. So, I think Hallmark's a little better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, they're looser than that. There's, there, there's romance in most times. And I, no matter how hokey the storyline can be, typically there is chemistry. There is no chemistry. And maybe that's why I don't like Dean Cain in this. Maybe it's just that he's one of those guys that only has chemistry with a very small group of women. Melissa Joan Hart is not it. Yeah, I know. But I love her, so I I'm sorry, know. Dean, you're out. And you know what? Oh, maybe it's yeah, maybe it's her. But I just I don't know. I don't she's feel in it from the, either of them. We're not gonna talk about the other movie. But she's in another Hallmark movie. That the chemistry was there more, even though it was a very odd choice. <laughs> they just don't pair her right with anybody. Anyway. They really don't. Where is Joe Law? With Melissa Joan Hart, man. That, that would be gold. They would have a great. They'd have a great time together. I think. Too. All right, we're anyway, going back. We're just total cliches. I'm just gonna go. We're with, really pretending we know these people. Okay. I'm jumping ahead. Go ahead. Um, working chemistry is great. I completely get that. They miss working together. Totally cool. Yeah. Right. If you have good working chemistry with someone, 
it is amazing. Yes. That does not always mean that romance is in the mix. No. Because there are a lot of work husbands I've had that it's just like, no. Yeah, no. We are Maybe not one or two that I'd be like, oh. but on the whole, no. Mm-mm. No. No. And, and what is your famous saying about dating people at work? Don't shit where you eat? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I love it when Reagan says that because, yeah, well, we're not going to go there. Anyway. I didn't make that up, by the way. That's that's a very famous. No, I know you didn't make it up, but you're the only person that I've ever heard say it. Oh. Um, but I will say there's one point where <laughs> Charlie, Charlie and Ems are doing a story together. And cute. she's like totally calling the shots and he's letting her even though he's acting like he's upset but he's totally faking it. Mm-hmm. And then he hits her with a snowball. And I just have to say that scene where he's like hitting her with snowballs is the most personality I've ever seen from Dean yes. Kane in, in this role Absolutely. in the entire movie. That five minutes was it. So that must have been his, his casting. Right. Because otherwise I just, I can't. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then like they get into this thing where he talks about like, oh, he apologizes for like not fighting harder for them when they had the chance. So like, they sort of like... This is where we should have... This was the culmination of them realizing they were getting back together, even though we've, again, had no buildup. <laughs> Zero buildup. And it's like, really? And that's what I was about to say, right? Like, there's, there's all this, like, weird, like... Uh, they like to flash back to this relationship, and again, air quotes. But we have no <laughs> idea what this relationship was. Yes, there's, there's just like, there's Nothing. no glimmer. No flashback. There's no glimmer at all of this relationship because there is zero chemistry between these two individual people. And they don't even smile at each other. It's very odd. But <laughs> they don't, like, if I'm looking at someone that I'm interested in, I'm right. smiling. Oh my gosh. The eyes I'm are smiling. smiling. My fa- oh, I'm like... My whole yeah, yes, you're like, a completely different person. I totally my eyes like it's the yeah. smiling with and the you're eyes. a better like I'm the type of person where if if someone is around me that I'm interested in that we actually have chemistry like yeah. everything I do is better. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm like on my game. Like Ty, like Tyra thinks she came up with smiles, but I really did. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Anyway, I freaking love you. And then we're gonna cut to producer walking down the street. Mm-hmm. With Charlie and Ems. And so, full disclosure, I hadn't finished watching this movie before Reagan showed up. So she had to sit on the couch and watch me finish it. And at the same moment, even though we told each other we weren't having any reaction until we talked, we both looked at her and were like, is she, is that white girl in the middle of Christmas wearing like silver ass shoes with black socks in 2016? White girl in the middle of Christmas. Sorry. And I'm totally, I'm like the palest white girl I know, so I shouldn't be saying it like this. But Wait, you have skipped over so much. I don't, well, this is, the, these are my notes. Okay, you got to keep me on track. We got to back up just for one minute, okay? Still though, you have to admit, silver shoes and black socks. That was not cool. We, I looked because I saw that the first time I watched it. And then when I watched it on your couch again, I saw it again. And I was like, that's it, it really bothers me. It's terrible. It, it, come on, to Walmart. the point where I can't even go back. It's bothering me. No, you can't watch. You no. can't go back and watch okay. that. So, mm. but after the whole snowball fight, they have this like thing where they're they, like, they're having this conversation about their like, you know, old relationship. And, you know, she's like, 
you know, I, I just couldn't like picture you going off to my dream job every day. And that's why I stayed and I didn't come to New York with you when you got and the I job. And I totally feel that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, totally. Totally get that. And then they have this moment where they almost kiss. And so they make this like weird little agreement that like, okay, look, let's just make the best of the time we have left. Like, I, this is my thing with Hallmark. Why do we act like the two weeks before Christmas, like, exists in a bubble? <laughs> like, like, everything is like, let's just, let's just get this moment. Even the last movie. Because like, everyone's happier and or drunk. Is that what it is? Because like, that's I just how feel I, like, actually. That's, that's what it is for me. No, actually, like, December 31st ends, and then, like, January 1st comes, and, like, the 2nd and the 3rd, and those are all days, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just oh my, you're so funny. All the other days that you could be in love or not in love. We're talking about or, Christmas magic, Reagan. Yeah. It's magic. Is that what it it's is? a miracle. Didn't Dean Cain said it? It's a miracle. He did is, talk about a Christmas miracle. And it's it's and makes I wanted me want to strangle him up. when he yes. said that. <laughs> yes, I'm with you. Okay. Not quite strangle. I really don't want to go to jail for murder. Right. But maiming? Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. The other thing we skipped over is that uh, country girl. Ends up the the mean bitchy oh yeah Southern Bell Southern Bell she backs out because apparently some woman who's gonna marry an astronaut she's like a famous actress or something she's gonna marry an astronaut decides in the moment on television that she wants her to plan their wedding and so so she's like apparently evil bitch David Tutera which (laughs) if I ever get married again David I love you. I love you. He's I listening. want something small. Girl, he's listening. Just say it. David doesn't do small. I know. He can do big, but for like yeah, five people. <laughs> Sorry. I really don't like I love people and yet I don't. It's, it's, I have issues. Extravaganza for five. I'm on medicine. It's fine. I'm on medicine. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get through it. So now the truce is over between Emily and Charlie. Because yeah, because they're competing again. Yeah, at this point, they're really the only ones left. Because I don't know what happened to baseball guy, but he just, they just. Because he couldn't talk on TV. <laughs> they shot him outside. Hoda's like, I shouldn't say, Jack A is like, so you're from Pennsylvania. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Reagan's like, this is how much dead air they, they played in the movie. Like, yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania. And. You live on a farm. Yeah, I have some cows and uh, some goats. I'm just going to tell you right now. Every person I know that lives on a farm does not hesitate to tell you what they have because they are proud of that shit. That's right. That's right. I got 15 goats and three cattle and I got some pigs and they are 300 pounds each. Like, they have pride. Yeah. Yeah, there's none of this. And and I'm sorry. Yeah. That thin, his arms, no. He could not pick up a hoe and work a field. Like... He is not a farmer. Why are you breaking down this farmer into like he's this is not what I actually do. a farmer? This is this is why you come to me to help you with these things because I Pennsylvania, just, you know this stuff. I know this. Pennsylvania is as Dixie as it gets. I, love I know people think they're Yanks. Trust me, go to Central PA. There's not a Yankee there. I just know the Amish thing. That's right. Well, yeah. like, no, they're the, very Amish. There's that. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> I can drive around a buggy. Yes, thank you. So, and a buggy is not a shopping cart, people. <laughs> Southern people call, if you're not from the South, in the South they call shopping carts buggies. Yeah, it's really Can weird. I tell you how I was it's just really staring weird. at this lady in the Harris Cedar parking lot like, what are you talking about? There are no Amish people around here. And she's like, what are you talking about? Listen, up in It New was England, a very weird moment. In New England, it's a carriage. 
the first time Jason said, should we get a carriage? I was like, I am not having your baby right now. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, we're at this grocery It's a store. shopping cart. It's a shopping cart. Thank you. Another high five in this podcast. Yes. Apparently That's Maryland twice. and California are even more similar than we thought. That's right. All right. All right. <clears throat> so let's get back to, we're walking down the street with Patrice, who again. With the shoes. Oh. Oh, jeez. And, and Patrice think- is horrible. <laughs> I mean, she probably, her personality is the most evolved out of all the characters. But she dips in and out of weird. Like, she dips in and out of, like, she's she's, she's helping like, them and then she's not. She's, like, hardcore producer. Yeah. Yet, I'm your friend. I'm your friend. Yes. And I think you guys should be dating again because right. it's too hard to have two friends that don't talk. That's what the doing. hell? Most of my friends don't talk to each other oh. because they're like the mommy friends and then there's like the Pennsylvania friends that don't come to North Carolina ever because why would anyone come to North Carolina? Because it's amazing here. Uh. <laughs> we gotta talk. Oh my gosh. Anyway, don't even start. Um, so she's walking them down the street and she's talking about how she's, they, Veronica, so Jack A, is inviting them. So this, again, this is why I don't understand why we even need Patrice in this movie at all. Jack Kay could have been doing all this herself. She like, should have been. She should have been. She would have been so much more, like, um, charismatic. She would have been more, she would have been more funny. She's such like a... She would have carried it. She's like a, uh, what do you call the, like, the Queen of England, um... Uh, the figurehead? A figurehead, yes. Okay. She, she feels very... <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that. She's just like the, you know, sassy black figurehead. Instead of like a main cornerstone of the story, like, it's yeah, but her even... morning show. And I get that there's producers that do this stuff for you, but like, I feel like they could have substituted Jack Hay with Patrice in so many different situations. And all of she them. Put, it, mo- yeah, it... If not all of them, most of them. I get that Patrice is like central character who knows them both and blah, blah, blah. Fine. And it's... But you didn't even need that connection. No, you You really could have didn't. edited her whole character out. No, and you could have made a lovely, sassy black lady the, you know, more of a star of this Hallmark movie. Instead of this weird figure yes. who, like, has these odd parts that don't really, like... I and mean, another weird eye. But... <laughs> Sorry, it's the eye thing. I was watching YouTube on my television too, which could be part of the problem. Yes. But even more, I think, than even just the sassy black lady, Jack A has a charisma mm-hmm. that transcends stereotypes, that transcends any type of group that you would just lump her in. Mm-hmm. She's just wonderful. She is. The actress is, is wonderful. She is a national treasure. And they have really just downplayed her I, in this movie. Holy shit. Sorry. I, I wrote that down. She was in it. You totally. We were talking about movies. We were going to do something about an, a lawyer that does ice sculptures, <laughs> which I'm still very confused about. You probably still need to do that one. But I actually wrote down, Jack A is a treasure who was not treasured in this movie. Oh my gosh. Shit, yeah. Third eye Sorry. All right. Okay. Going back. So, then there's this. Can we go to the fruitcake story? Because we're an hour in. Well, we because we, we talked too damn much. The fruitcake store. Okay, so anyway, really quickly though, the reason they're they're she's Veronica. oh we got to talk about the saxophone moment too. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> Veronica invites the two to do this thirteen hour broadcast. So it's basically like a Christmas Eve telethon or telethon. Yeah, that takes them into Christmas morning. So that's the whole thing. Who's up? <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> I have a freaking child. That kid is in bed. I'm still trying to put together some damn toy Listen. with 
a screwdriver that doesn't work because it's plastic and my screwdriver's metal, which is stripped every screw that comes Listen, with the damn thing. While you are wrapping all 45 of them freaking gifts, you can watch the damn telethon, Robin. <laughs> Not with Dean Cain on it. No. Give me was, some Thor, please. ready to sleep. Sorry. But no, I'm still not going to watch that. And and speaking yeah, of which... Honestly, let's name all the men we'd rather watch on a telethon than Dean Cain. Well, David Tennant, if you're listening, I adore you. I also fully respect and adore your wife, but I still adore you. All right, moving okay. on. Scott Speedman, if you're listening. Just, if you ever wonder across this, I love Doctor Who. You're the best. Freaking love you. All right. Okay. So, and then they get invited to this Christmas party. Yes, that she has this yearly Christmas party, Patrice Patrice. Does. <laughs> and tells, tells them to bring a date. Dress pretty. Does she really say that? Dress she pretty? She says dress pretty and bring a date. And bring a date. And she means each other. And anyone watching this freaking movie knows what she means. But of course, <laughs> Dean Kane is a blockhead. And Melissa Joan Hart <laughs> is an insecure woman because she's single. Right. Yes. So she brings sportscaster... He brings Weather Girl because cliche every five minutes is not nearly enough. We have to make it every two and a half minutes right. to really drink. In Hallmark, that's how it works. But can we please talk about how when the the funniest stuff is when Melissa? I actually did laugh out loud, loud when she's calling like uh, all of her exes, all of her exes, or just men that she knows in the city. <laughs> men. She's she calls one. She goes, "No, I don't have an accounting question." <laughs> And then the other one she goes, And they hang up on her. Yeah, they hang up. Remember me from summer camp? <laughs> I was dying because, honestly, if I had to, like, call dudes, no, that's what it would be like. <laughs> oh, they'd be like, who are you? What? We actually date. Are you sure right, I agreed exactly. to date you at some point? I feel like... I just <laughs> randomly knew you. I sang in a choir with you. Were you sure? Right. I think I remember going to church with you once. Do you remember me from seventh grade? Like, yeah. <laughs> the frizzy hair? I was really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't have races. Yes, I did look like a boy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was... I, yeah. That was me. Yeah. Um, skateboarder who couldn't skateboard. That was me too. Of course, though, they don't show Charlie doing any of this desperate business of course not because he's a guy yeah so he he just and he ends up with the weather girl (laughs) because she has nothing better to do it was that simple because she's a gorgeous woman in new york city so of course she has nothing to do (laughs) of course not on an evening she has been clamoring at him for years probably not Uh, so much completely (laughs) and yeah she looks good it's great um you know her name's bianca the weather girl jimmy is the baseball guy that M shows I'm up i'm glad with. you know their names yeah i just really did not pay attention and i gotta say i liked i liked M's dress and hair she looked good you know i thought this was a good moment for she her. did i thought she looked good through most of the movie she frankly. really did actually they did a good job with her um, um there was some mold wine that pulled uh M's and charlie away from their dates because Mold wine does that. Is mold wine even good? Like I know nobody like like really. How about some champagne or how about like oh I see you know do like a cranberry mimosa or something exactly right do a special Christmas mold wine. Are we really doing mold wine? That just sounds like because here's the thing. Everyone thinks they want to do mold wine because it's classy, and then you put way too much cinnamon in it, and you're coughing or someone is sneezing, and then who knows what's out there. There are a lot of perils with this mold wine. Yeah, <laughs> there is some. Bordy Vineyards, love you. With danger has has good mold wine, um, but I don't add anything to it. I dump it in a crock pot and hallelujah, sing a couple, <laughs> sing a couple of hymnals. 
We're feeling good. <laughs> All I know is I wrote, no one darts away from anything for bald wine. Terrible no. stuff. No. It's just complete awkward after awkward. They leave the party early because sportscaster who can't talk and weather girl who obviously is a dumb blonde love each other immediately. Yes. So they leave. As soon as that mold wine hit them. (laughs) Of course. You're the love of my life. Let's go walking in New York City. Let's be romantic. We're going to pay, by the way. They walk down the street. And I wrote this number, this note down. They, first of all, she says the hokiest thing of the whole thing, of the whole movie. I know it's going to be a good day because I see your face in the morning. Everyone who watches the morning news see your face. Well, here's the issue I have with that. I don't know one damn person that watches the morning news because you got to get your ass dressed. You got to get breakfast on the table. You got to get a kid that still doesn't want to wear clothes in clothes, in a uniform, maybe out the door. You got to get breakfast. Who's watching the news? The only people who are watching Kathy Lee and Hoda are the people that don't have to get to a job at 9 o'clock in the morning. Listen, on Monday mornings, I do watch CBS this morning. <laughs> what time do you have to... You don't have to be at work. No, I don't. I mean, I, you know, I work from home on Mondays, so I am watching... That's what I'm saying. CBS this morning, but... But how many people have I that I love privilege? me some Gail, and, you know... I, if I, if I had a TiVo, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. Oh my gosh, I'm aging myself. Yeah. DVR, whatever. If I could record it, maybe I'd watch it later. But here's the thing. I have no time for that. No one that I know that actually has to get up and go somewhere in the morning. You can't do that except on the days that you work from home. right. And that's fine. But I'm just saying, you're not hitting it big. No. No, 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 no. And I have yet to find a newscaster that just by looking at him, I feel safe. (laughs) I'm sorry, no. Yeah, I, I, that didn't make sense to me at all. Like, terrible things still happen, and in the morning news... Obama's actually... face made me feel safe. Because that guy was, like, calm, cool, and collected. He's like, yeah, they're bombing shit. We got this. We got this. We're going to be respectful. We're going to get stuff done. Okay, Obama, I love you, man. I trust you. Maybe don't like every... But, yeah. But, like... That's... No one else. It's not, like, because... He comes on because Dean came, sorry, Charlie, whatever, comes yeah, he's on in the morning de- that, like, the Las Vegas shooting didn't happen or, like... Yeah, and if people, he's talking about yeah, a shooting... Like, that's not... I'm sorry, this isn't making any... This concept doesn't make any sense. No. It's all a bunch of this feel-good crap, so that's all it is. It's, um, it's fruitcake, which we'll get and to. And what's but. hilarious is that they're talking about how they have fallen asleep on their date, so they, they're, they're walking you know, through the streets after this party talking about, you know, kind of going through like, oh, I dated this guy that did this, or I dated this girl and I did this. And there are a couple of narcoleps, like... <laughs> oh, I know. I fell asleep during a play. Like, I'm sorry. If it's a bad play, you make fun of the actors. Um, if it's a good asleep. play, you feel it. She fell asleep at dinner. <laughs> yeah. Which means... Like, wow, yeah. really? Like, I haven't done that unless I was drunk. <laughs> Let's be honest. You've actually done that? Oh, well, yeah. It's a long, no. terrible story. Anyway. I, I, the one time I was falling asleep, I kicked the guy out. No. I was falling... I dated this one guy. I don't even know if it was a real date. <laughs> like, he wanted to come back and watch this movie, and I think he was legit. Like, mm. I mean, he may have just been trying to get into my apartment, whatever. <laughs> But he said, let's watch Harry Potter. And I'm the idiot that is so obsessed with Harry Potter. I'm like, hell yeah, we're putting that shit in. So put the movie in. And he talks to the whole movie. Oh, like, hell no. hell no. 
That's but in my Harry Potter. For real, you are really like the. Like, I was young and you're stupid. You're the kid with the van. Like, don't like the, the man with the van and the puppies. Like, <laughs> don't you want Ron? He said Harry Potter. You just let him into your apartment. Like, well, I mean, I knew who he was. Oh, okay. It wasn't a blind date. Oh, okay. But still, I'm just like, no. <laughs> we we tried to go out again, and I'm just like, you talk to Harry Potter. Next time I see you, I feel bad. I'm gonna like tackle you. Thanks. I do know better now. I have aged 15 years since then. Thank it's you. Like an ice cream truck runs through your neighborhood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, because ice cream truck is the creepiest looking thing like, ever. No, Robin. <laughs> You know, but if Dean Kane gives me the doe eyes and be like, I didn't mean to steal your job. Oh my god. Because Hallmark has told me that that's what I need to do. Absolutely. That's that's where we're going. So, okay. So they talk about like potentially getting back together after they finish the competition. Blah, blah, blah. There's this moment because there's this saxophone play. The saxophone. All I wrote down was, thank you, Mr. Sax, for awkward moment number (laughs) 5,489. This was so awkward. They pay a saxophone player and then they dance on the street. And he's playing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Is that what he's playing? I don't even know. Yes. But all I can think of is, no one actually dances, yet at the same time, as skeptical as I am, all I can think of is... Oh, that's kind of sweet. <laughs> Dude, if someone did that to me, I'd be like, I'm popping out your babies. Like, let's do this. <laughs> that was like Joe Law's move on me last time. <laughs> we're, we're I wouldn't in. want it to be Dean Kane, but yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're taking yeah, all it right. all in. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, Fruitcake. Yeah. So, fruitcake, yeah. Um, well, no, before that, though, so Patrice totally interrogates uh, Emily at the coffee shop the next morning. Oh, yeah, because you left your date. No, so this is what I don't understand about Flip and Patrice. So Patrice, who was telling them yesterday that they should have brought each other as dates to the party, she's now, like, slut-shaming. Yes! <laughs> slut-shaming M's being like, don't let Charlie get in the way of your success. Like, this is your time to shine. Don't let, like, last time when you, like, didn't take that job or you didn't come to New York because blah, 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 because of a man. Like, now she's all feminist and she's on her feminist, like, soapbox with her. And I'm just like... It was the only moment okay, I was proud of her. Well, then that's fine. But, like, but do it, it was the whole totally day movie. opposite of what you said yesterday. Yes. So I'm just like... You, you need to be with him. him. Don't be with him. You need to be with him. Be with him. <laughs> Because she forgot to take a Prozac. I'm gonna force you together. Yeah, I'm gonna force you apart. Like I just don't get it. Like it, this part made no sense to me. I totally I'm pretty didn't get sure it. it's this just... is where Jack A could have come in and been like, "Bitch," because hey. maybe well, she would have said, "Bitch." Maybe they could have invited freaking Jack A to the party, and then Jack A could have seen them leave. Was there a they... black person at that party? Nope. And then they could have accosted her. It look Jack A could have accosted her in the coffee shop and been like, "Listen." You're up for this job, girl. And that she could have she could have really put it on her. Yeah, but she wouldn't she wouldn't have slub shamed her. She would have been like, no. You're up for this job. She would have had Get to. it at night. Put your game face on in the morning. That's right. That's right. That's right. You wanna let him in your bed? That's fine. But yeah. you keep your focus in the daylight, girl. That's shit is and that's real. The way it has to be. Reagan is gonna start snapping here in a minute. I am, I am. I'm gonna just I'm bringing it down. Okay. Okay. Calm down. Um, then we get to Charlie walking with his crazy mama, Skeletor. Okay. Uh, all I have to say about this is woman's cray-cray. She's cray. 
She's just like that woman who yeah, like married somebody. Gray. She's just great. Yeah, she doesn't she, even get the second one. <laughs> You're right. She doesn't get the second one. She just married somebody and just she just does whatever they want. She really just seems like she has no. She's just apathetic. She's so indifferent to life. She's like <laughs> she has no sense of self. I'm gonna walk with you, son, and then I'm going to tell you again how proud I am of you with absolutely no passion or emotion whatsoever. <laughs> it's so true. The most emotional. I'm proud scary. of you. Do not dare talk bad about your father because he only wants what's best for you. And his credit card is in my wallet. <laughs> and I live in his house. Yeah. Again, and I it's have very much his career. It's it's very much um don't bring down our family name because yeah. you're probably going to because yeah. But as women isn't that what we all aspire to to be like her? No. Um, I'm just going to say that out loud. No. You could not see what I just did to radio. <laughs> that is a no. That is a hell to the no. <laughs> hell to the no. Um, but here she is. So, anyway. This is where he learns that, um, he wasn't top dog for that job six years ago. And that it was M's. And that daddy called in his little favors. Because daddy's got all these connections. Because... Daddy's like he's a, Mr. Nightly News. Yeah, big time Nightly he's News Mr. Peter guy. Jennings. He's Peter Jennings. He's Tom Brokaw. No, okay, I, I'm I'm stop with that because Tom Brokaw and Peter Jennings, man, I got respect for those people. They would not be doing that. They'd be like, "You're my kid. You want to do this? You earn that shit." For real. Let's not let's not paint them with a nepotism brush. <laughs> no, because again, <laughs> the brush of nepotism. Rich white privilege nepotism. <laughs> These are all the evils. All the evils. All the evils that Hallmark is promoting right now. So. Um, he but he gets all out. upset, and he's he's, very he's, upset. he's now he's now going to have integrity, <laughs> and because of course Emily cannot get the job on her own, nope. Dean has to stand in. Yeah, he's because all kinds of meddling. He has integrity now, and he's going to help her because obviously she needs help, dude. I'm just saying, Melissa Joan Hart has the only charisma in this whole damn movie, mm-hmm. and and. She's carrying the ship. Even though she's in Hallmark, and we do make fun of Hallmark, even though we love it. Girl can play sarcasm well. No, I think she does a great job in whatever she's putting out there. I'm picking up what she's putting down. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. Anyway. She got that lazy eye, but I'm okay with it because it totally... She has a lazy eye, too. I didn't pick up on hers. (laughs) You gotta watch... Okay, so listen. You gotta watch her and drive me crazy. It's really... It's really pronounced. Um, Do you think they did it on purpose? I don't know. You know. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, but that movie was like probably 15 years ago. Anyway, so let's see. Um, what did I say? Dean can't even act convincingly <laughs> somber, sad, or even concerned. He does this scene where he's talking to the producer and he's like, I found out that I got that job because of my dad. Did you know? And the producer's like, well, yeah, I knew. Well, first of all, how can you be friends with the woman and not tell her? Like, Reagan, you get passed up from a promotion, and I know why. I'm telling you that shit. Thank you, girl. Um, I'm not letting that happen. Yeah, Patrice is a mess. She's... Wait, is that who we're talking about? We're talking about Patrice, yeah. right? Yeah, because cause Charlie's all beside himself at work. And let's face it. Him being beside himself <laughs> is exactly the same as him being extremely excited and happy. <laughs> There's really no emotional range here. <laughs> There's no emotional range. But it's very He blinks a little less. Quite, yeah. But Patrice knew the daddy bit all along. She knew his daddy called in favor. She knew Emily was the one for the job. Yeah, this 
Like, seriously, Patrice, knowing all this stuff, she is kind of a cancer. Like, if you're being honest. Kind Um, of. But so she puts the puzzle together that he's in love with her. And they're going to make this Christmas miracle happen. Kind of like what so what oh my gosh. was saying. Like, a miracle! Because it yeah. would take a miracle for Emily to get this fucking job. Like, I I'm actually sorry. wrote in my notes, um, actually, it's not a miracle that the more talented person who should have gotten the job in the first place does a fantastic job again and gets this job fairly without Daddy Warbucks stealing it out from under her. That was what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> that is really good. Thank you very much. I was freaking pissed. All right, so... Okay, let's bring it back. Let's play a little bit of music. Okay, yeah. We'll come back in a couple of minutes. All We've right. been talking for over an hour. Okay, let's we'll we'll come back. We'll we'll see in a few. Sounds like she has it together. Close your eyes for a minute. Picture Leo and Kate on the boat. Absolutely. That's where right I'm at. There, putting That's it where out. I'm at. I'm king of the, the world. The music's out there. Reagan is sitting here. We. I'm in my pajamas. You're in. You're not in pajamas, but you're in loungewear. I'm in jogger pants and a and converse. That's your. That's your thing. Uh, yeah, I wear my chucks. Yeah. We got like. Tiramisu. We got the good crystal out with the prosecco in it. <laughs> the good crystal. We got, we got two laptops and a microphone, next to my frog tank because we're really high class here. The no shout out to Felice. No longer has has an infection because I fixed him. I am a damn good amphibian You're surgeon. You're like a veterinarian, basically. <laughs> and makeshift. She turns on Celine Dion. <laughs> Self-taught, no lessons. And. She closes her eyes. The face is very much in with Leo and Kate. Her okay. arms go out like she's conducting an orchestra. I'm there. She pulls it in. Yep. She goes back out. I am. I am over here laughing. <laughs> if you can hear that in the background, I apologize. Because I cannot keep my shit together when she's over here conducting Celine Dion. Listen, my heart will go on, okay? <laughs> I don't care. How you want to talk about it, my heart will go on, uh, like Celine and all of them. And, only. And Kate, although I would have let him up on that thing, that wrap. Well, that yeah, you wouldn't have furniture. made him die. No. Like she did, because she's She just heartless. him in the water. But only. Selfish hoe. <laughs> only if he didn't have a full beard, because yeah, right. Reagan don't like beards. Don't do beards. And he had glasses. Because <laughs> let's face it, blonde hair guy, baby face, no glasses, you're not letting him on that. Be honest, Reagan. No, I love right. you. I don't. I don't. You'd dig be like. Blondes. You'd be like. I don't take no glasses. I'm just there's a guy over there on a different piece of furniture. He, he has glasses. <laughs> you can get it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Back to the movie. Yeah, this is what we're here to talk about. Um, all right. So, now we're to the fruitcake, and I've been saying this five times now, but now we're actually going to get to the fruitcake because fruitcake is a character in this movie. It really is. Which is touching. And yet... But stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to go stupid. with stupid, because here's the thing. If I turned on the news, even in the morning, let's just say 
for the sake of argument, that I, I actually get up in time, which n- will never happen <laughs> unless unless someone's throwing up on me. That's the only time I'm awake at, at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the morning. Like yeah. um, and I turn on the news and someone has this... I, I, I did not tear up because Reagan was sitting next to me on the couch and I didn't want to look like I felt, but it was a touching story. Were you really going to cry about this 100-year-old fruitcake? Yeah, I wasn't going to, like, cry, but there was a tear maybe for me. You, you are, know I cry. You are that corny person. I cry at the commercials, people. The Hallmark card commercials, they get me. Here's the thing. Listen. Full disclosure. If there is something to do with the soldier, mm-hmm. I am in tears. Okay, so let's tell the story of the damn 100-year-old fruitcake because these people need to understand what we're talking about it's, here. It's 100 years old. It is a hundred years old, okay? So, this woman, apparently, so this is part of Emily's shtick, right? Is she, this is her feel-good human interest story. Absolutely. To perfect. win perfect. the job. Winning the job. But, of course, Dean Kane has to help her. Oh, Because she's a helpless woman. Of course. She couldn't do this on her own. Oh, my gosh. So, he's he's feeling all compassionate and, and motivated by love. And she's like, I need to get this job. So, which is really in my zone. So, so they find this woman. No, they don't find her. Her mom tells her this in the middle of a church service, which I don't know about you. If you've been to church, someone leans over and starts talking to you in church, someone is shushing your ass. That's right. You, you don't talk over Jesus, people. No, you but do not do it. What was funny about the church scene was that she tried to act like, she tried to shush her mother, which is like, don't shush your mama. Um, but she tried to shush her mother, like acting like the bell... The, like there was they some were sort doing of, the bells. Like, bell. It wasn't a sermon. It, no, it was some bells going. And she was like, sh- like she was going to shush her it's mom over thing. some bells. <laughs> like, she was so into the bells that she, like, she could not listen to her mother at that point in time. The pastor like, is still up there. You're going to... Listen, come on. <laughs> All right, moving on. You do not shush your mother. Her mom tells her about this woman that has this fruitcake that's 100 years old. You've yes. got to call this. This story has your name on it. First, she's like... Fruitcake? Like, we're all thinking, right? Yes. What? Fruitcake? No one eats fruitcake anymore. It's gross. But it's 100 years old, and there's a story behind it, so now we're interested. I was in Teeter earlier getting this uh, tiramisu and Prosecco, Mm -hmm. and I saw some fruitcake, and it looked like that damn 100-year-old fruitcake that we're going to see this movie. And I almost threw up in my mouth. (laughs) I was like, oh my god, it's terrible. Fair enough. Anyway. Um, So they go to this woman's house that has this 100-year-old fruitcake. First of all... Can it be any more cliche Christmas house? I mean, it's like... It's a red house. It's it's very New England. With white trim. Barn, bright ass red, Christmas red, Santa Claus suit red with yeah. white trim. With a there's wreath. There's snow, there's mm-hmm. a wreath. The woman is the most unfriendly woman. You know she doesn't decorate her house for Christmas because she doesn't want anyone come to but her house. But that sort of works for New England. She's unfriendly. Okay. <laughs> Just sort of that piece. Fair that enough. tracks. <laughs> Dean Kane shoveling her walk because that's the only way they'll talk to him because she doesn't want crazy people showing up at her doorstep over the Yes, she doesn't want to be like a, a joke, you know? Yeah, she's, she's not very a freak concerned. show. Yeah, she's no freak show with her 100-year-old fruitcake. Like, it's because she knows the secret about the damn fruitcake. Oh, yeah. So, so the story. Yeah, you want to tell the story? Of, sure, there's lots the of uh, shoveling and things that have to happen before she will let them into her home, but then she finally opens her home up to these reporters who want to know about this fruitcake. I am going to stop you for one second, because the best part about this woman is that she refuses to call Charlie by his name, and I'm just going to say, 
At one point, she says, the boy with the face. <laughs> and I have to say, I think that was the truest statement in the whole movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like that. He is kind of like... He, the boy with the face. She's like, I told the boy with the face, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the haircut. It, it, she calls him haircut. And then it's the guy with the cheekbones. Cheekbones. Yeah, she calls him it cheekbones great. at some it was, point. It was great to see him kind of spoken to for his body parts. Yeah. It was like, okay, okay, rah, rah. I can get on board with that. Good, good. It makes you feel uncomfortable. Because she said, um, yes, you're a handsome man, and every trouble I've ever had started with a handsome man. True I could not disagree with her on that one. Nope. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. So, um, we're hearing about this 100-year-old fruitcake. Apparently, the reason why this 100-year-old fruitcake exists is it's sort of a family heirloom. So... She had this, um, of course, it was like her great-grandmother, and it was her great-grandmother's brother brother who loved fruitcake. And so he ended up going off to war, and, or he enlisted, and so then, like, because he loved fruitcake, she had a, you know, she made a fruitcake, and she just kept sort of, like, um... She was going to ship it it to him. Yeah, she was going to ship it to him, but she couldn't. He went off because then the U.S. joined uh, the Allies in World War Mm One. so... At that point, she knew it wasn't going to get to him, so she kept spraying the fruitcake with rum, and mm-hmm. she did it every year. So she sprayed the fruitcake with rum, and then, and, you know, kept going, and, like, you know, this cake gets passed on and passed on, and there's the same fruitcake, and she saved it in cheesecloth so that it would, like, stay good. Cheesecloth and rum. Cheesecloth and rum, and the cake kept, and the cake just kept on. That okay. cake kept keeping on. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to... The woman says, and the cake kept... And she kept doing it for years, and the cake kept, and it's the family tradition. And can I just tell you, Reagan's face, every time that woman said the word kept, Reagan doesn't understand that some people actually talk like that. <laughs> it's like, what? And the cake kept. But it was a ritual. I get it. It was something the family always does, and I, I felt like it was the most touching part of the whole movie. Because I can see someone doing that. Yes. It's, I'm not knocking the tradition of it. I'm not knocking the beautiful story It was just very it. weird. Like, but you could just, come up with a more believable story. It's just mad corny, yo. Like, <laughs> mad corny, yo. Oh, my gosh. You know what, though? See, this is my thing, though. I don't come from a family that has, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, it just, for me, it's so out of reach of reality of, like, just normal life shit that I'm just like, what? Like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's something other people do. That's fine. I'm I had glad some they traditions, Good. but yeah, they weren't. <laughs> wow. Oh, thanks, Reagan. Moving on. At one point, the lady says, do you want to see the fruitcake now? She opens it up, and it is the ugliest, smelliest cake ever. And I just have to say, thank God they brought some truth in there, because it was the funniest thing, and that movie needed it. Without that moment... Yeah. Terrible. I... I yeah. Overall, I think the movie was kind of bad. But, um, <laughs> yeah, this wasn't the best. Yeah. Um, but so what happens here? Um, she, uh, Melissa, sorry, Ems, Ems and Charlie are out in the front yard now. They have to finish the piece. She has to go back and edit it. Yeah. She confesses to to Charlie that she's she's so sorry for getting mad at Charlie. Charlie says, "I got the job because my daddy made a call." Ugh, this is not good. Not good. And then it's just, yeah, and I just, I hate the way Hallmark does this, but it's part of their formula, and Mm -hmm. I get it. Romance novels are kind of the same way. Oh, where something has to tear them apart. But it's it's always the man's fault. Uh 
But it's always the man's fault in a way that the man does something and the woman goes all sappy, emotional, and, like, self-destructs. Yeah, like, storms off. Yeah. Like, yes. Do men piss me off? Yes. Do I somewhat self There was a moment where I was upset at a new job, and I was like, Reagan? And I texted her, and I said, I'm sick to my stomach. I, I think I have to go home. And Reagan's like, this is a new job. You get your ass back to your desk. And thank God. Because it's true, right? We have him. moments where we may feel like that, but we don't self-destruct. And it's... it's no, you do not. Have you ever... Where did I write it down? You've got to put your really big girl good. panties on and you freaking... You stick have out you that thing. Have you ever known of a woman that actually does that? It's actually in here. Where is it? I, I get tired of this whole idea that... Oh my gosh, a guy stole my job because of his daddy. Yeah. So now I'm going to sit at home because it doesn't matter what I do. I understand yeah. thinking that. <clears throat> I don't understand the actual giving up part. Yeah. Like, yeah. no. I don't know one woman that would do that. No. And I really is... don't know a guy that would do that either. Yeah, it's really gross, the, this part of the movie where, like, yeah, she... She, I, I wrote in here, this literally made me sick. So I put, this part infuriates me. So because Ems is upset about the whole Charlie nepotism reveal, suddenly she's unable and unwilling to go back and do her effing job. Um, and the boss is okay with it. Yeah, yeah. It's boss, like, are you sure? You're not going to come back? Okay. I don't, well, Patrice tries to get real with her and be like, no, you need to get here and do this. This is your segment. Like, this is your story. You wouldn't story. have been that nice. No, I would not have. Um, <laughs> but we know that. <laughs> My bosses wouldn't have been that nice. They'd be like, oh, we're paying you for a job. Yeah, but there's, get this, your ass in here. there's this idea that you have to make yourself a loser for love. You know what I mean? And that's gross. Yes. That that's is completely very gross. gross. Um, and I wrote that this literally made me sick. Uh, regardless of what happens, you show up. And that's what I put in my notes. Yes. So that's that's yeah. my message to the women out there is, you know what? Show we up all have bad them. days. We all get shit on. You show up. Yeah. You show up. You put your makeup on. You put your pumps on. Yeah. Whatever it take is. Take Midol. That's what your, you need to do. You take Midol. You take Zoloft. Whatever it is. You take Pavoclodipin. No shame. No shame. No judgment. No shame. Right. You put your chucks on and you get your ass to work. Um, I am going to make... That's my pep talk in the evening. Yeah. Great pep talk. Wonderful series topic. Yeah, I am going to make two very superficial comments. Go ahead. We pan to her house. For someone who is very into Christmas as she is, that is the worst decorating I have ever seen on a house. Very disappointing. And then her mom comes and is like, I'm making you waffles because waffles always make you feel better. Again, one of the truest statements ever in the film, because waffles really do make people feel better. A waffle really is a gift from above. <laughs> I'm just saying. I got a waffle iron now. I make waffles every week. Wait, let's talk about waffles for a second, though. See, because I don't like, a lot of people like, like, fruit and whipped cream on their waffles, and I'm not that type of chick. I really just want a waffle and syrup. It depends on the day. Yeah, okay. All right. I, just I can totally sure. do the, the the strawberries and syrup, yeah. but a lot of restaurants now, I'm not going to say the name of the one, but they know who I'm talking about. You know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. You get the strawberries, you use the fresh ones for like all your fancy customers, and then they're going bad and they're a little soft, so you can chop them up and put them in enough strawberry glaze that oh, you don't notice. And that, that shit is, is soggy, and it is not good. No, that has fresh the, strawberries, people. That glaze has the worst aftertaste. Oh, it is gross and bitter. All that right, anyway. being said, so you now, pile whipped cream on that. Yeah, you're right. Thank you're you. Right. 
now they're hosting the telethon. So flash to the telethon because I, you know, at some point Emily gets herself together and whatever. So now they're hosting this thirteen-hour telethon that mm-hmm. they've been invited to do way back. So <laughs> what I what I noted here. Yes. It drove me insane, and this was more of a grammar pronunciation pet peeve of mine. When people, oh, I, like, I can't take it when people say things like supposedly. That's not a word. No. It's supposedly. Like, Do they say that? No. She okay. says, she uses the word familiar. No, it's oh. familiar. F-A, not F-E-R. That kind of stuff, like, honestly, yeah. just, like, rips my eyeballs apart. Like, well, and <laughs> they have no credibility now. Right? You've lost it with Your me. job yeah. is is pronouncing words. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly, right? This is not like, you know, somebody owns a Christmas tree farm and says familiar. This is a reporter on television, a supposed reporter on television. Who's going to a national show. Oh, blah, 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 familiar. <laughs> I was just like, mm. wow. That just totally made me cringe and I had to, I had to mention it. All right, real quick. Yeah. Right before they go on air, though. Yeah. She's, like, in this chair getting hair and makeup, and the woman's doing her hair for 15 or 20 minutes. Really? It was really, like, a half-down, half-up do that we could have done in, like, three seconds. That's what her hair has looked like the whole movie! That's what it looked like when she walked in! Maybe they're not paying that girl very well. (laughs) She's just kind (laughs) of, and just, like, throwing a clip in. I'm just saying. She's bumping it with a curl and iron real quick. The next thing, and this this goes on, Reagan's totally losing it over there. It's great. <laughs> Along with the grammar. Yes. Is the math. Oh, yes. Thank you. This was So, me. I mean, and Reagan brought it up, and when Reagan brings it up and I'm looking at it, because I don't, I really, unless, I don't expect too much. Maybe that's it, but it's, they're talking about how much time is left, and then they have a clock showing how much time is left. And they didn't say what the clock said. No. It was like an hour off. She said, we're going into our seventh hour of the telethon, and it showed that they were at seven hours and five minutes, so actually they're in their eighth hour. Yes. (laughs) If we're actually doing correct math. I was like, wait a minute. Yes. That was great. And then at that point, I could see nothing else. (laughs) Nothing else. And I'm like, okay. The only thing I thought, though, later was maybe they were counting down. Maybe the clock was going backwards. So maybe then you could say that they were entering their seventh hour. But I just, I don't know. You know what I mean? These are little details that maybe don't matter. People are listening to this like, why are they going into this shit? Because we're freaking crazy. (laughs) Exactly. Because we're crazy. So Jack Hay now comes over, starts asking all these Snoopy questions. Because she feels like she doesn't know that they were in love before. This is all new to her. This is like a whole new soap opera. This is like the bold and the beautiful. Yeah. So she's now in more than two minutes of the movie. (laughs) Exactly. This gives her purpose and meaning in this movie at this point, finally. Because at this point, she's really just done a bunch of little cameo shots. Like, you know. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know. It, but not even else. that. I mean, just. <laughs> it's been very good. Just pathetic. They bring the sax player back. Which I literally think is disgusting. <laughs> How did they find him? I just yeah. want to know. How did they it's find just, We're going to walk the street. random street performer. <laughs> that we dance to. Because... Yes. Because the one dollar that we gave you yes. is so memorable that you knew us. It's terrible. All so, right. Rise and shine. Yes. Brings families together. Again, no one watches morning show television as a family. <laughs> work people. People have to work. That's it. Kids have to go to school. So, Jack A., she finishes all her questioning because she's very intrigued by this past relationship that they had. And she's 
I think she's kind of figuring out like, well, how's this going to impact the show? And like, how's it going to impact her decision and what she's going to do? Or how do we get our ratings up for the next 12, well, the next (laughs) seven slash eight hours because we still don't know math. So Mm. at some point she has, she's done enough talking. She's done enough snooping. She knows what she, what decisions she's making. Patrice asks her. Oh, so if you made your decision about who she's picking as a co-host is what she's really asking her. And she says, have you made your decision? Jack A says, oh, I've made many. Yes. <laughs> she's so sassy. Um, and she knows a lot of things that other people don't know what's going on in her head. Even though she's the last person to know everything <laughs> in this damn movie. <laughs> Which you know is not true. I'm just going to point it out. If you have any sass, okay, Reagan has a hell of a lot more sass than I do. If Reagan doesn't know it, no one knows it because it doesn't exist yet. Well, I don't miss anything. That's the thing. Yeah. And I, I, no, no, I'm all sweet and nice, but uh, I'm, I have not missed anything. No, no, she so, definitely does not. If I saw and, you look at me like that, and I saw you look at that person like that, <laughs> and I heard what you said when I was having a conversation with so-and-so, because I can have two conversations and hear a third one. So just know yes. that about me. Her son but, is not getting away with anything. Not a damn thing. Sorry. Sorry. Oh my gosh, I gotta tell you a story about him later. Alright. So, then they start doing this weird cue card thing. Okay. Like, why in the hell are you bringing out cue cards? Which I did in middle school. Over 20 years ago. Yeah. When you've been using a teleprompter up until now? You can type that shit in faster. Humongous cue cards written in these humongous letters telling these two idiots what to do next. Which uh, is congratulate each other. Yes. Say sorry. You know what for. <laughs> and then they do it. Sorry. I got really loud. No, I'm it's sorry not, for and the it's microphone a really, people. It becomes this really stupid moment, moment where the two of them are on air live because they're doing a flipping telethon. Yes. And they're like responding to these cue cards mad late because they're pulling the cue card mad late. So they're like, say sorry. And then they're like, say they're sorry. And then you have to like go back to the, look at the cue, cue card person. And then say they finally you. change the cue card. You're like, oh my gosh, how many minutes are going, this is terrible live TV. Like how many minutes are going by yeah. while these idiots are figuring out what they're doing? So, and they're, but they, can you do a motion <laughs> based on a cue card? No. That's if not, I say Reagan, it's not a thing. You have hurt my feelings. I now need to take double the Prozac to get through life. <laughs> Say you're sorry, because this is going to be a good ratings moment. I'm sorry, Robin. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, nothing on her face was convincing at all. There now, is no heartfelt any emotion. Now Can- let me turn to look at these people to see what I should say next. Yes. Now, Reagan, even though I thought I was heterosexual, <laughs> I am in love with you and have been for the last year or two that I've known you. Yes. And... I think we're going to live happily ever after. You guys are not buying this. No, because it's not real. It's very but we weird. Maybe it's because we didn't write it on a cue card big enough. <laughs> Potentially. Sorry. My note here is that I love Melissa Joan Hart in this movie. Yes. Until the moment that they have to say they love each other, and then it's over. And then I'm like, oh girl, gosh. you just ruined it. So he says... I love you, Emily. Like, actually, this is the point where he says it and it feels real. No, it does not. <laughs> You're hoping too not to hard. Robin. But then she says it and she says something really lame. Like, she goes, I love you too, Charlie. You're my, you're, you're my hundred year old fruitcake. <laughs> yeah, because. That's what everybody wants Because to hear. the ugly fruitcake that is hollow in the middle Please. looks like it might be molding. <laughs> If you're out there, Scott Speedman, and you're ever going to tell me that you love me, 
please tell me that I am your 100-year-old fruitcake. No. I have been called a fruitcake before, and it had nothing to do with love. (laughs) Word. (laughs) So, what ends up happening in the end? They make out, by the way, because that's also appropriate for live TV. it's so weird. It is, it's... The kissing they do is so odd. There is no chemistry between Zero those Zero chemistry. You like, literally get the look on Dean Kane's face. Like, I have to do this again? And uh, Melissa Joan Hart's like, really? I miss Joey. Like, <laughs> Where's Joey at? Like, it is just not... It's like you can see they're... Like, you can see that the... They're making... They're try, yeah, they're trying yeah. to make it look like they're shoving their tongues down each other's throat without actually doing it. Right. And I'm just going to say, if you want to see really good making out, y'all need to watch Outlander. Just saying. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Katrina I mean, and Sam. Huh. I have not. I have not gotten there yet. But yes, that's um, that's good stuff. So we'll we'll watch out for that one. But yeah. So then now Veronica's decision is that she will have them both take over the show. So now and, and she's backed out. Yes. Because we can't have a black woman in the spotlight. I mean, my, we kicked the black person out. This is the my, only person with charisma. This was my whole point. So she's doing a weekend show now. Because, you know, they have to over-explain it all at the end, right? Of so course. Now it's because New no Year's one knows Day. what the hell just happened. <laughs> so now it's New Year's Day, and they're, like, on the two of them on this show now together. And it's so cheesy and corny. And, like, they're over-explaining that, which obviously was probably in a press release a week ago, that, like, Veronica is so amazing. Yes, yeah, she's great. And now she's doing a weekend show. She's hosted this for 20 years, and she is now hosting her own weekend yeah, show. It's time to move up. So I'm sorry. Wait, hold on a second. How much is a paycheck for a five day a week show versus a two day or a weekend show? Like, is that one day? Is it two days? Like, I am very concerned now for Veronica. <laughs> she going back on the stoop on two two seven. Exactly. <laughs> I am concerned about the diversity on this TV program now. I am concerned about this woman who now is probably getting paid less. <laughs> well, and she this, is on air this less. This whole idea. First of all, she has traded her show to these two. And we know... This white woman and white man, and she, like... And no black person has been on TV for 20 years hosting a morning show. The only person at this point that has been on TV that long that has been that successful is Oprah. Al Roker. Okay, well... (laughs) Well, I'm thinking... I'm thinking sexy black woman. I mean, if Al has a history or something that I don't know about, fine. But he's a weather guy. True. Um, But it's just... Yes. No one moves up... To the weekend show, because let me tell you who's watching TV that early in the morning on the weekend. The people with the hangover, (laughs) the moms who've been up all night picking up throw up and or (laughs) diarrhea, and the kids who are watching the new version of (laughs) He-Man. Right? Do any of them care about Jack A? Can any of them appreciate Jack A? No, because two of those three groups Mm -hmm. cannot function at all. And the third has no idea what's going on unless you're an animated character wearing a bright outfit. All I said was, so now the black lady gives up her five-day-a-week job to give it to two white people, lessening her exposure and diversity reach to American audiences. Okay, sure, fine. (laughs) No. Sounds like a great decision. Again. Again. You don't give up a good job to go to the morning show. You go to the evening news. You go and do something at Katie night. Katie Kirk did it. You do prime time. She didn't do very well, but it's, it was what <laughs> oh she did. She made she wasn't a sassy black woman. That's right. Give me the Here. evening news. I will tear that shit up. <laughs> you totally would. That would be hysterical. First of all, 
I just want to say this is gonna be this is gonna be my new my new push for this is um, can we bring Jack A and actually give her a prime time something? Right. Because she would kill that. Why why couldn't Jack A in real life to well yes. Not in Hallmark world, like in real life. I'm talking like get that woman up there. You know, I Jack A, she doesn't want to do that. You know what I mean? I saw her on a game show or something. She was really just phoning it in, you know what I mean? <laughs> she's fine. She's living off her two two seven fame. She's I don't know, she's probably done something else. But anyway. So this was uh Hokey and no one ever <laughs> wants to watch a couple that is actually together hosting a TV program. Together. No, nobody wants to see that. I mean like it's so disgusting. for example, Kelly Ripa has Mark Consuelos on, you know, to host with uh, to host live with her sometimes, but nobody wants to see them together twenty five eight really doing that show every day. Nobody wants to it's see that. It's a novelty thing. Like it's annoying and boring, you know? Like that's that's Because they know each want. other. Exactly. Like their chemistry is, is is who's making what for dinner and who's going to the store? Exactly. Which is exactly. fine, and that's how marriages work. Who's people, the kids but to school, right? But it's not live TV. So yeah, this movie was sort of you know it I was just this, blah. I think yeah, it's actually horrible. This is kind of a C minus in my book. Oh I mean, no, me, that's even high. You think it's high? This yeah. is kind of a D. Yeah, I mean, Hitched to me was a strong A minus. Like I felt like that was good. That was a lot of fun. This one, uh, it, it felt like work sometimes. <laughs> Uh, yes. It felt like work to, to really eke out the storyline, to like the find writing the was bad. Piece. The chemistry was terrible between the two main characters. And in this one, you had two characters that were like they're both stars and they couldn't they couldn't find they their couldn't. chemistry footing. It was terrible. And so so yes, chemistry is a problem, but I also think that if if you're a well known person, no matter what circle you're in, and you can't carry the show yeah. even just on your name Melissa tried. She, gave she brought strong this. effort until she had to say she loved him. I yeah. mean, no one believed that shit. No one believed That's where it. she fell right off that cliff. Right off that acting cliff. She's just like, you know, sign the check beforehand because afterwards <laughs> it's going down. Take it to the bank before people realize That's they... right, girl. Cash that Hallmark check. All right. So but it was just... I don't know. Yeah. Guys, there are better Hallmark movies out there. And we're going to bring them to you. We are going to bring them to you. I am very excited. Um, I believe the next one really will be Holiday in Handcuffs. Um, so I have teed up Melissa Joan Hart for you. We have teed up Melissa Joan Hart for you in this one. But she is even more cray in the next movie, um, which is definitely more in her wheelhouse. She's a little more more kooky and, and well, weird she's and fun. She's supposed yeah. to be nuts. Yeah. And it works really well. So um, she plays she plays that character well. I mean, yeah. she plays a normal woman well too, and she yes. totally brings she's it. She's got more rollers in her hair than the next one too, so that'll be good. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. She has like a crazy curly hairstyle. It's yeah. really insane. All but right, the, well, yeah, you guys will have fun talking. We about will. It. We'll have a great time. That'll be my friend Megan and I. So I'm super excited. Um, so thank you so much for for listening. Um, we had a great time with this one, and. Um, let you us know. know what you guys think. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, uh, do, rate, do I laugh too loud? You can fully say that and I won't get offended. She really won't. Thanks, guys. See you next time or hear me next time. <laughs> <laughs> On Happily Never After. <laughs> <laughs>